The Columbia Eagles podcast is sponsored exclusively by Holton Meats. For more than five decades, St. Louis area Holton Meat has been a family-owned player in a sector dominant by Giants. Over the years, the company used a strong focus on customer needs to grow from a four-employee local company to more than 300 employees' state-of-the-art processor. Innovative solutions like the Thick and Juicy Burger are a great example of the strong customer-centered attitude your business will appreciate. And now, the Columbia Eagles podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Inside the Mess, presented by Holton Meats. We're here with the victorious Eagles here as we talk the Waterloo game and the Route 3 rivalry. And uh, Coach Horner, you're coming off that big win, 9 nothing. Not a ton of offense, but you get just enough and you get yourself a victory this week. Yeah, I think the story of the uh, of Friday night was how well our defense played. Um, you know, holding uh, holding a Waterloo team to no points, and 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 really, I don't think they converted a third down all night long. That, that really was the story of the night. Uh, outside of of, uh, of Dom Vagley and everything that he did, uh, really defense defense played outstanding. And defense, you know, they always say defense wins championships. Kind of mentality in that bend don't break. So. Coach G, I'll talk to you. You had four running backs um, that you had to watch, in essence, and three running backs and a quarterback that you had to watch. And uh, you kept them in check all night, just allowing them to 79 yards on the ground. And uh, a quarterback that was only four of 13 through the air. So what do you uh, – what's your big key on that – the big game? Well, just like Coach Baker and Coach Horner says, everything, everything pretty much starts up front. And I think our, uh, you know, our three down guys, I think Carter Hicks might have played the – the game of his career here in Columbia. He had, you know, seven tackles and a sack that on that last drive of the game. Uh, I know Thomas and Mason Schnabel and got some added depth from Kish and uh, and Antonis up front. So, you know, it all starts up front and we weren't getting pushed around. So our backers uh, were having the ability to flow downhill and, and make tackles. So, you know, Brandon Jackson had another good game. Dom had uh, six tackles from the safety position. And uh, I know we picked off three passes, Wetzel and, uh, and Dom, I uh, had two. So, you know, once again, it all starts up front, giving our giving our linebackers the ability to uh, flow downhill. Like you said, Carter Hicks, seven tackles. He really didn't get his name mentioned much against Mascuda. And this week he comes in, uh, seven tackles, one assist. He's got the the sack. He gets um, just big plays all around. So, um, you know, with it being his senior year, I'm sure he came out fired up and ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he kind of challenged him a little bit after uh, the Mosquito game, and he knows he didn't play very well in that game, and uh, kind of challenged him a little bit this week during practice, and I was really proud to see the kid, uh, you know, have the game of his career. And then you throw Peyton Andrews in there, so four total turnovers, and um, I believe I asked you last week in the coach's corner, I said, you know, how do you how are you going to get that other turnover and get the turnovers going? And uh, I think you you and your defense both answered answered the call pretty well, so Hopefully we're able to uh, keep up with that throughout the year. So now, Coach Horner, we'll go over to you on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Passing-wise, 12 of 16 for 71 yards uh, through the air. And then rushing-wise, 181 on 40 total attempts. So getting four and a half yards a carry, that sets up your playbook pretty nice when you're starting on second and six. Definitely the name of the game. It's a lot easier to call plays on second and six than second and ten. And again, you know, much like the defensive side of the ball, it starts with our guys up front. And uh, although they played better this week, I still think they're capable of playing better. 
uh, moving forward, uh, we still just um, seems like we, you know, we get five or six of our linemen, uh, you know, including our tight ends that uh, uh, that will do the job. But we have one guy that maybe doesn't or doesn't stay engaged on a block. And and uh, I mean, I think if you watched the game, you saw that there were some nice holes there, but uh, there were also times when. Uh, when number 12 was was basically just creating stuff on his own. And um, we can't rely all season on him carrying the ball 33 times in a game. Uh, so we've still got work to do. But uh, all in all, you know, we were able to to take a, an early drive and, and, and get ourselves on the board. And, uh, and kind of, you know, it's always nice to be uh, to be ahead while you're playing. It, it really does change your play calls and, and everything that you do, especially when you get inside the red zone. And uh, you know you have a kicker, so um, you know ha- happy all in all with with uh, you know with able being able to get nine points on the board, but we still have to be better moving forward if we're going to uh, if we're going to make a run at the conference, and then uh, you know at the end of the season try to get ourselves in a good position in the playoffs. You mentioned that kicker, so the first PAT, Coach Kendall will talk here. Special teams, first PAT not converted. Look pretty rough from the snap to the hold to the guys flying through and uh, your field goal unit, they uh, made up and so did your kicker, a 47 yard field goal out of Dom Vagley. Is that the longest kick you've seen out of a high school kid? No, it's definitely the longest kick I've seen out of, the, out of Dom. I'll get, I'll say that for sure. Uh, yeah. Leading up that first PAT was sketchy at best. Uh, unfortunately, Zach took a pretty good blow there. Um, but we came down to it. You know, I've seen Dom hit from 52 in warmups. Um, obviously, the conditions weren't ideal with it kind of misting all night long. But uh, playmakers make big plays in uh, big-time situations. Uh, and that 47-yarder, I mean, it was sweet right off from, from the snap to the hold, right off of his foot. You knew that ball was going in. And uh, watching it again later that night, he had a couple extra yards to spare as well. And you watch your reaction from uh, the, the no, back no, of the – no, 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 no. Uh, it, that, it was a good <laughs> reaction. So it's always fun to be able to watch from that different angles that we have now and seeing yeah. your reaction, it, you know, that you're excited. Oh, absolutely. You know, we, we work on those things, you know, and, it, and to see it to all come to fruition in, in a big time situation against, you know, your, your cross County rivalry. Uh, if, if that doesn't get you pumped up, something's wrong with you. So is that your power stance you think that you had there? Yeah, let's go with that, Alex. Oh. Thank you. All right. Hey, all right we'll, we'll see. We'll see if uh, Mr. Nickerson can get a replay of that. We'll see if we can get that and get everybody fired up uh, for that week four matchup in the first conference game against against Roxana. So, yeah, we might save that for future use. Awesome. So, Coach Baker, when we talked to you in the offensive and defensive line, what were you thinking was going to be the big key and who stuck out in your mind this week? You know, we were afraid of the pressure. They brought so much pressure last year and they showed that again against their first game against modern days. So uh, really just being able to slow up their blitz was huge for our game plan uh, from the offensive standpoint. Uh, our veteran guys really played well. You know, Thomas Kenningstein has been a three-year starter. Joe Kish, a two-year starter. The Mason Schnabel, you know, who got injured last year, but, you know, his second year really play- starting. And I thought those guys really played outstanding and played to their uh, level that they're capable of, you know, kind of, been harping on that, and I thought those three guys played really well from the offensive standpoint. And Coach Jermaine always uh, already touched on Carter. You know, we challenged him this week, and it really kind of clicked for Carter in a big game. And uh, same with uh, Tom, same with Mason. Mason played outstanding on defense. That's the best game he's played on defense since he's been here. So 
just nice to see those guys, especially the seniors, Tom, Mason, Carter, playing their best football in their senior year. So how do you get that point across to those seniors? You know, you got to play the best game in the best situations. So how do you get them fired up, or do you even have to get them fired up for a Waterloo game or a big game of any team? It's, you know, it should come with within. You know, coach can only say so much, but the reality is those guys got seven games left of Columbia football, those older guys, and, uh, you know, they got to show out their best, and especially a guy like Carter Hicks wants to go play college football. You know, Tom Kennickstein has that too, and, you know, there's not much football left for them here at Columbia, and they want to go on to a higher level. So getting that good game film should be enough motivation there. So that, that'll do us for the Waterloo game and the varsity side of the things. So we'll talk Coach Stump. Now we'll go on to the JV. How would you guys fare this week, and uh, what do you got coming up in the near weeks too? Monday uh, wasn't our best game, to say the least, Alex. Um Waterloo took it to us a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, not a lot of positives really came out of Monday night, but one thing that really stuck out to me is Logan Hicks, Carter's younger brother. Um, he comes to play every single game, whether it's a varsity game or a JV game. Um, he comes running downhill and he hits you, you know, right in the mouth, even when things aren't going our way. So that was something that really stuck out to me um, from Monday night's game. And you look at somebody like Logan Hicks, he's got to go some varsity time, a couple snaps here and there if need be. So is he usually pretty fresh come Monday morning or Monday night whenever you guys are playing? Yeah, for the most part. And uh, what sticks out again about him to me is he's wearing number 54 on his helmet because I know Coach Baker had him down um, with the offensive lineman for a little bit. So seeing him as, you know, a wide receiver on Monday nights and playing outside linebacker, um, he comes in pretty fresh, and he's got to know every position on the field, and that's not a lie. He needs to know 22 different spots. Probably easier easier said than done. It probably looks pretty simple to the to most people, but with different schemes and everything, that's a little bit on the tougher side of things. So that'll do it for uh, week two with Waterloo. Um, when we return to the Holton Meets Coach's Corner, we will talk week four football against Roxana and the at first – conference game in the Kokia Conference. So we will be back right after this. We hope you're enjoying the Eagles broadcast tonight. Let's take a minute to recognize our great sponsor, Holton Meats. Why settle for a hamburger when you can step up to a steak burger? Our steak burgers are made from Angus beef steak cuts to give you the full steak flavor and tenderness you expect from a premium steak burger. Perfectly seasoned with salt, natural flavor, and ground black pepper, the end result is a true steak burger rich in naturally delicious steak flavor. Enjoy the steakhouse flavor you demand in a simple yet perfect steak burger seasoned with celery salt, natural flavor, and thick ground pepper to achieve a finished masterpiece that's bursting with the true taste of steak. Top with your favorites, go big on the bun, and enjoy the premium sirloin taste that makes this burger so extraordinary. Thank you to Holton Meats for sponsoring the broadcast. Head to ChopHouseSteakBurgers.com to find where to buy Holton Meats Chop House Burgers today. And now, back to the show. Welcome back inside the nest presented by Holton Meats. We're here talking with the coaching staff week four. So we'll talk a little bit. Week three, we were supposed to be playing the Explorers of Alton Marquette. That game has been canceled. So if we go to Coach Horner here, um, what do you know about what was going on this week and uh, what caused the cancellation for this Friday night? Well, when before the season started, Alex, uh, the, the athletic director uh, at, at Alton Marquette had reached out to all the teams uh, 
that they had on their schedule and had had uh, had kind of alerted everyone. They had uh, low numbers in their program. A lot of their numbers were were ninth grade kids, and so uh, they did say that they were going to do everything possible to fulfill the commitments that they have with everyone, but not knowing from week to week uh, what that number situation is going to look like uh, could could cause a problem. And uh, sure enough, um, I guess it was late Monday afternoon, I received uh, an email from their athletic director and uh, their their staff, their athletic department, their administration uh, were very concerned that with the number of injuries that they had, they had a kid ejected from the game um, on uh, on Friday night against Salem, that there was a possibility that, that we weren't, they weren't going to be able to, uh, to make it happen this Friday. And so uh, following up with that today, after meetings with their administration, uh, they only had 17 able-bodied uh, people, and most of those kids were ninth graders. And so uh, they felt like it was in the best interest of their kids uh, to not play this week. And, and honestly, uh, I understand. Uh, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. I wouldn't want to take the chance of endangering potentially the kids that, that really aren't ready to play at that level and try to put myself in that situation, try to understand, you know, exactly what's going on. So uh, we collectively made the decision, although it was, it was primarily their decision, but, but, but certainly, uh, you know, I have to, I have to kind of understand where they're coming from. And so we are, uh, we're out for a week three uh, as it stands right now. So now does that affect anything when it comes playoff time? Um, it won't affect anything conference-wise because this was not a conference game, correct? That is correct. Um, well, so what happens in a, in a game like that is if you don't play another team, um, you know, you win by forfeit, one to zero. So uh, you don't gain a PowerPoint or anything, or you know, w- which wouldn't matter because you're playing them anyway. And assuming you would beat them, you wouldn't get a PowerPoint from them anyway. Uh, so really doesn't have a whole lot of bearing on anything other than the fact that you hope that they can continue and play down the road, uh, maybe sneak out a win or two against somebody to give you give you uh, some power points, which would then uh, help with your seating. Um, you know, but but other than that, it doesn't it doesn't really affect much. The only the only hiccup is if you know you want to try to if you want to try to at the last minute find another game, which you know which is obviously extremely difficult. I'm trying to trying to rally on a late Tuesday afternoon uh, or Wednesday to try to put all those pieces of the puzzle together. Um, you know, you just uh, in the state of Illinois, you can't take a forfeit forfeit win and go out and play a game. Um, it's it's illegal. It's against the bylaws. Uh, if you were to play another team, then you have to take the result of that game and not not the forfeit win. So, you know, that's the other thing that that the staff and our administrations. Uh, weighing in terms of you know how 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 hard we want to try to proceed uh, looking for somebody else across the state to play and of course you know when you're doing it this late it could be somebody in Chicago or you know Kansas City if you're trying to find somebody so you know you know travel obviously plays into that too. All right, so we'll talk a little bit now, Roxanna. We'll just jump into that Week Four matchups. Currently, I believe Roxanna is sitting at one and one. Um, they have that week three matchup this week. What do you know on them this year, or what are you looking to try to get out of them in one more week, and where are you going to go scout for them? Well, what we do know is that um, they have a lot of a lot of kids back from last year. Uh, they were all primarily sophomores and juniors. Uh, we know that Redbud beat them in week two. 
uh, but they did win in week one. And I'm trying to remember. I'm certain Coach Jermaine knows who they beat. I can't remember who it was, but but Robinson sixteen um, thirteen. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, so you know, there. <laughs> you think back to the game we played against them last year. Uh, although we 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 won, it, it took a a fourth and goal from the one uh, defensive stop to kind of keep them from eating up the entire third quarter and scoring a touchdown. And we were able to, we were able to hold on, but, but uh, they wore us down a little bit. So we're going to, we're going to have have our hands full. There's no question about it. We're going to have to play as equally as good as what we did um, this week defensively and, and better than what we did offensively. So, uh, you know, other than that, we don't know a ton other than they have a ton of returners back. And Roxanne is always one of those games. I believe it started. Uh, you played them once in the playoffs back in the early 2000s. And then another time, I think it was the 2019 season, a tough physical game. And they always play us hard and they always seem to wear us down. So the boys are going to have to be ready for that, huh? Yeah, no question. They're, they're a wing T team, ball control team. And uh, you've got to get ahead of them early. They don't like to play from behind. But if they get ahead of you, uh, they're going to milk the clock. So i uh, got to play solid on both sides of the ball. Does that affect your coaching strategies when you know you're going in to a team that is a wing T and a clock controlling team? Well, I think you, you try not to make it affect your, you know, how you're going to coach the game. But uh, to be quite frank, you know, you're, a lot of times, you know, of course, us, us offensive guys are impatient anyway, and, and we try to strike quick. Uh, but, yeah, we, we just need to get some points on the board uh, and try to do it relatively early, try to get the matchups that we want and, uh, and get in the end zone so that they have to play from behind. Again, offenses like that do not like to play from behind. And uh, that's something that, that, that does affect kind of what your what your mentality is. All right. Well, we'll come back next week inside the nest, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the Roxanna Shells and what they do in week three. We will touch on our first responder night that will be coming up, homecoming senior night. And we'll just talk a little bit about everything since we won't have a week three matchup to talk about. So that'll do it this week inside the nest presented by Holton Meats. Thank you for coming. And uh, listen in, and we will see you at 6.30 for the Aces Wild pregame show live from home against Roxanna. Thank you, and have a good night.